0: This week's podcast is sponsored by Chloe. It's the fashion brand that's feminine, cool, and put the It bag on the map, but they also led the trend for the It fragrance too. Their Eau de Parfum is a real modern classic, from the scent, to the campaign, to the bottle, which, let's face it, looks pretty damn good on a dressing table. And just as the Chloe girl has evolved over the years, so have their fragrances. Each one has a different take on that cult rose note, which makes it intense, sensual, but still wearable too. If you want to find out more, head to Debenhams.com to see the full range of sense. Welcome to the Shearlax Highlights podcast with me Charlotte Collins. This week I'm joined by Heather Steele, Astrid Carter and a very special guest, Charlotte Sinclair. Charlotte is a freelance journalist and was a contributing editor at British Vogue. She writes on arts, travel and fashion for the Financial Times, Condé Nast Traveller and Australian Vogue. Has also penned Vogue on Dior, Vogue on Versace, and we're thrilled to say is now a luxe contributor. Welcome, Charlotte. Ooh, that was a mouthful. Oh, no. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Lovely to have you. Quite an intro. Uh, yeah, that's was, that was a serious uh, bio there, isn't it? Well, it's very <laughs> pertinent, Charlotte, that you're here. Um, I was in Amsterdam this weekend oh, on wow. yeah, uh, on a mini mini break. That's generous. It was it was 48 hours. I wasn't there for very long. Europe does Christmas really well, mm. and there's nothing like a European city break at this time of year to really get you yeah. feeling particularly festive. So mm. I'm in like the best mood today, Aww. it was such a lovely break. Charlotte, Amsterdam, <laughs> are you a fan?
1: Yeah I'm a huge fan, I actually haven't been for years though so I, can't, I can I probably know more than I do <laughs> but I know, I certainly know all the new hotels opening up, restaurants and it's just, it's a beautiful city, mm-hmm. everyone speaks English, everyone's yeah. unbelievably attractive, yes, yes. Because they buy, they cycle everywhere. Yeah,
0: Everyone's, you can walk no cycle, yeah. yeah, it's such mm. a healthy living. Healthy,
2: isn't it? yeah. Nordic and the, I thing. know we were saying Charlotte before you went that the food scene has just completely transformed. Completely. I remember when I, I went when I was nineteen, and it wasn't that good there. There, no. there weren't great restaurants. Hot dogs, just yeah. I it might have been because I was nineteen, but also <laughs> because there weren't that many yeah. restaurants. Um, and then I went a few years ago, and I, it was just completely different. Totally. So. I
0: was last there four years ago, and we really struggled for restaurants at the time. And now, yeah, like so many... I mean, they're particularly good at brunch. There's a big Aussie yes. scene there. Right. Uh, yeah, and they're really good for breakfast. But, um yeah, even for all other cuisines, I feel like they're really upping their game. And, some, as you say, some really lovely hotels. We stayed at the Dillon, which oh, I've got to give a shout out to. It was oh, so nice. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So, Charlotte, that was my <laughs> Sissy break done for the year. Um, <laughs> where are your topics in Europe for this time of year?
1: Well, Copenhagen, of Mm -hmm. course, which I've just written about for you guys. It's just a lovely Christmassy city, especially Tivoli Gardens. They have this amusement park, and rather than a kind of winter wonderland, slightly scraggy around the edges, it's all so beautiful. It's been there for 150 years, and it's beautiful little roller coasters. But the stalls and the restaurants they have there are actually really beautiful. They have... A lot of design pieces within these little stalls. So it's like going to a proper, beautifully thought-out installation, but it's there all year round. Oh, that's so, so yeah, it's and, um, really gorgeous. If you
2: whether you have or haven't been to Copenhagen, you must check out Charlotte's piece. It's live on the site this week. If you have been, it will just kind of bring back all those memories. When I read your copy, it totally took me back there, took me back mm-hmm. to Tivoli. And if you haven't been, it will totally inspire you to go. So check yeah, it
1: out. Yeah, it's a very livable city and you do go there and think, I could I could just live there. And the people, again, are really attractive. Why do I always find Yeah. It doesn't feel attractive. Most European
3: countries, apart from here, yeah, that yeah, is the yeah. general theme. <laughs> you really can. not Walking yeah. around a European city, you really uh, do uh, notice the
1: Brits,
0: don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's
1: a really stylish city. There's great fashion there. There's great style. There's this obviously incredible design tradition. It's a walking city. You can get around there really quickly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take Uber. You don't need to take cabs. You can just walk. Even when it's cold and snowy, it's so atmospheric and it can get really cold. Mm-hmm. So be very very prepared but you can buy everything out there if you you know I used to go there and I forgot my gloves and just go and buy everything. yeah so it's a good excuse to get a
3: very nice yeah, coat yeah. or yeah. some gloves or a scarf
0: this is going to make me sound so terrible and uncultured but it, it is really lovely when you go to a city where there's it there's not a load of pressure to do kind of historical sites and think mm. obviously in Europe we've got places like whatever Paris Rome Venice where you, mm. you know you've got a big hit list of things to do but I went to Stockholm earlier in the year and it was so lovely just being able to wonder Yes. And I get the impression that Copenhagen's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. You can just wander and yeah. shop and eat. And yeah, that's,
1: that's and the buildings different. themselves are so beautiful. A bit like Paris or, mm. or London, you know. The, the buildings are so beautiful and historic and you can wander through the royal palaces And
0: but, you know, not go into anything yeah. if you don't feel yeah. like it. Yeah. That sounds perfect <laughs> yeah. to your <me>. <laughs> favourite place for city break at this time of year?
2: Probably Copenhagen because... I've only been once, but it just felt so Christmassy. And yeah, like you said, Charlotte, it can get so bitterly cold, but... It's just a different cold. Like people, they're prepared mm. for it. Mm. It feels it's not here where it's kind of wet and miserable. Yes. So yeah, definitely Copenhagen. Nice. Heather,
3: what about yeah. you? Yeah, I did go to Reykjavik one year at this time of year because it's a, a friend's birthday in December. So we went for his thirtieth about seven years ago, and that was really really cool. Yes. Did you? Cool. See the yes. Wow. Did you? Well, yes. Yes. I mean, we got lucky. I went. I've been twice, and I saw them both times. Oh wow! So, yeah, definitely lucked out. But yeah, it's always. Cold at this time of year, yes. so it's just kind of an extension of what you'd expect. But no oh. rain, <laughs> so many trips, so little
0: time. Let's talk about New Year's Eve. It's only four weeks, yeah. yeah. Three it's really weeks mm. it's come around very, very quickly. Does anyone have New Year's Eve plans? Mm. I'm <laughs> going to Ibiza, Ooh, lovely. <laughs> which sounds so much more up for it
1: than I <laughs> <laughs> am. I'm, I'm going go to go stay with some friends. I really am a New Year's Eve refuse, Nick. and i don't know why because it's just a normal night where you stay up a little bit Mm -hmm. later than normal but it has so much expectation placed on it yeah yeah and it has to be the best night and you have to really enjoy it and it has to just be quite extravagant or your mood needs to meet the occasion and there's just too much pressure and i
0: don't think i've ever enjoyed a new year's eve that much
3: I've only started loving them since I just let that pressure go and me and my friends just get really drunk at someone's house That's and nice. have a nice time. Yes, I think so, the
1: less you do, yeah. the better. Exactly. If you just treat it like a normal night, yep. we're just going out for dinner, yeah. don't yeah. go to Trafalgar Square. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. outside. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs>
3: don't, don't go mean. outside. Don't go to a club or anything no. like no, don't that. Don't pay £50 pounds to get in anywhere. I feel like everybody
0: no. has to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody <laughs> tries
1: all of those combinations. Mm-hmm. like, no, this does so not work. Hard Like one of my worst memories is going up to London. I must have been about ten. years old with my mum and some friends of hers and just standing in a crush of people watching some quite poxy fireworks
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then trying to get
0: home again yeah yeah i remember on the I millennium driving home from london like after midnight and people banging on the car doors and i was yeah i was like oh, nine was so scary yeah yeah it's really do you remember when everyone
2: was um so terrified of the millennium bug? yes like, <laughs> two... and then nothing and they had like live coverage of it all night, and it was and, like, well, like nothing ever yeah <laughs> it was like australia survives I didn't use any plans. I never do anything big, like a ticketed event or anything like that. Just have friends round for dinner or go to a friend's house. But this year, I haven't got any plans. I'd quite like to just stay in, make some nice food, maybe have a bottle of champagne or something. But nothing just have I'd quite like to do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'd that'd be a nice. nice one. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's because you're in the throngs of a new relationship. I, <laughs> you're like, so boring. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but we were saying we were talking about it on the show this week. But if you've got a partner who falls asleep, like the minute you sit down in front of the TV, and then you literally spend it alone. Oh, like asleep at nine, so
2: yeah, great. That's fun. I'm great at falling asleep. Oh, that's me movies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: me as well. I can't fall asleep in front
0: of a film, but I just quite like to be in bed
1: yeah and, I don't, <laughs> and if you
2: like,
0: have to stay awake till 12 like that's quite a lot of pressure you know you're just yeah, kind of pressure, watching aren't it? you yeah. Yeah. why am I doing this Yeah. Thing?
1: Also, if you've got a three year old as I do who wakes up at 7 o'clock sometimes 6 o'clock sometimes 5 o'clock yeah. just the, the sheen goes off late nights mm-hmm. quite dramatically I get that yeah, it's not, not sure. to say you don't do them anyway yeah. Because, yeah. You know. well it's New Year's yeah. uh,
0: so what will you be doing in Ibiza will you be going out or will it be um,
1: no we'll be so we're staying with friends mm-hmm. so they'll probably have people around I nice. just do a bit of supper and then okay. stay up and then at five past midnight well I'm doing
0: similar I'm having dinner party this year and yeah I think keeping it low key is the way forward has anyone got some any real horror stories or some really good New Year's Eve Heather you said it's fun just getting drunk I think, friends.
3: yeah, basically, yeah, just going around to somebody's house. There's a really good pub around the corner from me. So the last couple of years, we've ended up just going there from about 8 until 10 and then going back and having a very mm. late raclette night. Oh, uh, my friend's got a raclette yes, machine. Nice. So basically just eating loads of cheese okay, and perfect. drinking wine. And yeah, just I think as long as you, you're with the, not the right people, but as long as you're with good people, mm. I think you don't have to go anywhere crazy. And yeah, you don't have to worry about getting home or yes. any of that. Yeah. So yeah. That's Actually, my. That's I remember what I being a teenager,
1: it. and at school, I went to school in Guildford, and we used to meet up under the clock on Guildford High Street, and it was just a snogathon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very prudish and just used to kind of st- stand back in slight horror and watch my friend snogging. You know, <laughs> so that's many blokes. <laughs> have a memory. Which may or may not be true of a friend of mine snogging a policeman that night. <laughs> surely. Yes, yeah, surely not. Okay surely on so many not. Okay. <laughs> but I just remember, and um, slightly gross, her coming to school with all of these mouthfuls. Oh, oh and, gross.
0: Oh, yeah. From a dirty policeman. And <laughs> well, and mom. the other 20. <laughs> <laughs> she's found, I
1: don't know what it was about New Year's Eve, but it seemed to be about quantity rather than
0: quality. <laughs> yeah. Snobbing a lot of people. When in, you're a teenager, so there's funny. definitely a pressure to find a New yeah. Year's kiss, isn't there? Yeah. Well, Heather, you wrote a piece on the 16 Spots to Book Now for New Year's Eve. I feel like we've just
3: sat here and bashed. I was just going out. Talk, but, talk. Talk. but if you do want to go out,
0: <laughs> and I have to say, actually, some of these do sound so lovely. Yeah. I love the idea
3: of the Tate Modern yeah. one. Yeah. So nice. If um, I were to go out, then yeah, that. So Natural History Museum always throws in a amazing bash yeah
0: so the tape they're doing drinks and a canopy reception on their viewing terrace and then a four-course dinner and then
3: barrelage negronis and a dj set presumably none of these are cheap i think some of them are cheaper than others but i don't think that one will be no. <laughs> it think... <sounds> quite nice <laughs> but yeah it? there you're just right in the thick of where all the fireworks are going to be going off True. so you'll obviously get to uh Watch them without being, yeah, crushed on the South bank and everyone else. And there were lots of civilised things like Frenchie and Covent
0: Garden were doing a nice dinner, Or that. I thought there were some fun themed events going yes. on, like a Blitz party, a Prohibition party and Tropicana Beach Club. Yep. People a going Cuban a party. About, yeah, they yeah. 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 They love a theme. Yeah, they do. Mm. Okay, well, check out that piece if you're looking for a bit of inspo for what to do this year. behind the scenes, viewers will note that our feature's writer, Pascal, underwent quite a feat last week (laughs) with her Christmas sandwich taste test. How many was it in total, 35? 35. 35. Ella's confirming. 35 sandwiches. Pascal tasted yay. Oh yeah, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she didn't
3: eat all 35 sandwiches, but she did <clears throat> try.
0: Yeah. She sampled all of them. And what can we say? She's dedicated <laughs> to her work. Um, and all in aid of finding out which are the best Christmas sandwiches this year. Eats came out on top. They're ham, French brie, and cranberry baguette. I can confirm it was delicious. That did sound lovely. It was really good. Next was Benugo's British Turkey Bacon and Stuffing Bloomer. And that was actually last year's winner. And. Third was Poole's ham hock fest sandwich. Well, she's put that third in her thing, but I remember at the time her thinking that there was a lot of ham. Like, it's, there's, there's a really large ham to bread ratio in that. She see, I've
3: never seen so much meat stuffed into one yeah. sandwich. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of meat. Anyway, um, anyone here partial to a Christmas sandwich? Do you know, I've
1: never bought a Christmas sandwich in the shop. it's all about i don't know having it on the day isn't it yeah like the evening feeling Mm. i'm not excited by it yeah
0: i think there are things that can make you feel more festive than like dry turkey and bread Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm not i don't really go out and buy them but i do love making leftovers on boxing day boxing Mm -hmm. day morning brunch like yeah yeah yeah. is the best we
1: the night off right in front of the telly Yeah. yeah yeah
0: After the lunch.
1: Yeah. Actually, no, That'd I hit the Nine at that o'clock.
3: Mm. You no, know, I do a
0: sandwich. Do yeah. you? Interesting. So then Pascal did a roundup of the best of the rest that included things like Starbucks's brie and cranberry for Kutcher, uh, Leon's Christmas wrap, and obviously Pret's Christmas lunch sandwich. Did any of these sound appealing to anyone?
3: I quite like the sound of, at Leon, uh, Gizzy Erskine's done a turkey curry, which I reckon would be quite nice. Different. Yeah. Not a sandwich, though, but still, you know, something festive for you can have on
0: the menu. Do we feel that these are, like, a corruption of, there's a lot of, like, vegan stuff. I think we had, like, a faux turkey one, even, that was, like, a tofu thing. There was some falafel options. Um, Is this a corruption of the sacred christmas sandwich oh God, or are we just no the time's changing <laughs> i think it's fine <laughs> yeah. but really what if you can dress up for laughing like a red packaging and be like yes yeah, a christmas sandwich <laughs> i'm not so sure it's, it's, it's strange it's christmas food somewhere <laughs> yeah that's true perhaps it is okay so you all love a leftover christmas sandwich what makes the perfect leftover
3: sandwich for know. me, stuffing, bread sauce, and sausage. You just
0: sounded so. No- I've never heard you sound them before, ever. And then you came out with stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah, it's any
3: U words of mine. That's where it all comes Sorry, from. Sorry, so yeah. say that again. Stuffing. Stuffing, sausage, and bread sauce. Okay,
2: mm. nice. Is the yeah. bread sauce the moistener? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. The Stuff- voice, what is it? The voice maker? The voice maker. Oh, oh, from yeah, of bread. Crazy. what about you? Just whack it all in there. Actually, my mum mm-hmm. makes the most incredible um, chestnut and Pork stuffing Ooh. and add that to anything and it just tastes yes, like a dream. Nice. So. Do you what about
0: left of a veg? How do we feel about that? Soggy? Uh bubble and squeak. The bubble and squeak. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes. oh, nice. so Definitely. definitely yes. partial to a bit of bubble and squeak. Presumably not in a sandwich. Oh, but
1: it's like potatoes. Do you want roast potatoes in a sandwich? I mean, that's carb yes, on carb. That is carb on carb. Actually, <laughs> I a crisp sandwich. As I well. mean, anything goes, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: carb on carb is perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. I think it's too just have to, yes, Yeah, exactly. You've just got to go for the carbs and worry about it later. <laughs> when it comes to how millennials spend their money, everyone seems to have an opinion, and it's rarely a good one. Apparently, today's twenty-two to thirty-seven year olds are bad at saving, too frivolous when it comes to shopping, and still dependent on their parents. But is any of this actually true? We spoke to Taylor Flynn, head of marketing at CreditFix, to debunk the spending myth that plague our generation... It says the generation, our generation, my generation. Um, so this included things like millennials wasting their money on fancy brunches, moving back in with their parents, and spending all of their money travelling the world. Heather,
3: Astrid, <coughs> do these apply to you? Well, I've never moved back in with my parents, mainly because they just live far away, mm. so... I wouldn't I, wouldn't I think that's to do a luxury that to, afforded
0: to people whose parents live...
3: Closer. Well, to, to, to where way, they want to work, yeah. Yeah, precisely. Maybe I would have done if that was the case, yeah. but no, they're lucky that neither me or my sister have ever gone, ventured <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, I do find it, it is quite funny. Everyone says, you know, millennials spend all their money on coffee and avocado and stuff like that, but... Do you think we know. get an unfair rap? I think for a lot of people, they see owning a flat or getting married and having kids, it's something that's so far off in the future because I can't imagine how they'd save that money. Mm-hmm. So perhaps people are a bit more frivolous because they're like, what's the point in saving? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be saving for 25 years for a flat deposit, so yeah. I might as well have fun while I'm young. So I can see why maybe that's a habit that people Mm. get into but I've seen you know stats before I haven't got any in front of me when they're like even if people didn't have a brunch every week or spent say 15 pounds on coffee a week you still wouldn't be able to save
2: up Mm -hmm. with that money that you've spent.
0: Astrid do any of these apply to you?
2: I think I'm I'm really on the same page as Heather Mm -hmm. like yeah I probably do eat out a little bit too much Mm -hmm. but equally yeah if I'm gonna squirrel that money away on like brunch money away it's not gonna Mm-hmm. In their house, is it?
0: I think it's a really important point that, that we just don't have the luxury that our parents might have had the chances are that we're not going to be able to afford the things that they were saving towards so therefore it, it's just a completely different mm. landscape isn't it of spending um, there was a really horrible stat in here though that made me nervous that said according to research from a specialist bank Aldermore, 74% of millennials are saving regularly and a study by the Bank of America shows that 1 in 6 millennials in the US have savings of 100000 $100,000 so I think we should be moving to the US because <laughs> I certainly don't know any millennials in the UK with savings anywhere yeah, near Yeah, but the I house. think their
1: student debt
0: is worse.
1: I think that's probably true, yeah. yes. Yes, that is so true. So maybe they're just scrabbling for funds and <laughs> yeah. they probably get paid more. Yeah. That is so true. But I think this is me. the first generation, isn't it? The millennial generation that are earning less than the, than yeah. the previous generation. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't think any of these things are specific to millennials. I have to say, this is just... Being young, mm. I think you want to travel when you're young. I think you you go out more when yep. you're young. Mm-hmm. You don't have kids. You're spending money on brunches. You're going out. You're spending money on like yes, that is called being young. Mm. I don't think this is. I think I think millennials do get a bad rap. I think people, especially mm. tabloid newspapers, like to give them a fair bashing. Mm. But I think there's a there's a bit of anxiety in that. I think it's just. Older journalists feeling threatened by And, uh, and giving them a bashing.
3: But also they're saying on the, uh, one of the myths is millennials spend all their money out on the town but then you also see all the headlines about how millennials don't go out yeah, and, and on drinking don't have and, sex don't drink yeah. don't do drugs and just stay in and watch Netflix all the time. It all comes so, which down to, to money. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, you know
1: I think all of this you can take it all back to the fact that there is just less money around mm-hmm. for
0: millennials. And also just on that going out point like exactly as you say again debunking that myth research shows that young generations are spending four times more on fitness than they are on drinking sessions you know i think that just because we're spending more on things that are deemed to be frivolous by Mm -hmm. by older generations it doesn't mean that those aren't like worthwhile things to be spending more money on if you're someone that lives to travel a full-time desk job can get in the way of that but times are changing and there are now certain jobs you can do remotely meaning you can explore the globe without quitting your job these included things like being a writer, uh, being an online English teacher, but also things that traditionally would have tied you to a desk, like being a project manager or even in marketing. Anyone here tempted to sack it all off and work remotely? <laughs> did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: yes, I did. I went freelance in 2012, I think, mm-hmm. and before that, I was at Vogue for most of my career sitting at a desk mm-hmm. and you know from having done both I I prefer working remotely but I really enjoy working in office as well mm-hmm. I think what you give up working from home or from wherever you are around the world is that community and the sense of being able to throw ideas around and having a uh, having an audience mm-hmm. to talk to but and also the gossip I have to say yeah, yeah, especially Vogel's in Vogel's was yeah the gossip was, was <laughs> Premium class (laughs) and the shopping and the showing of purchases from sample sales. That was always quite fun. But but saying that, I could never really get a big piece written at Vogue in the office. I would have to go and write it at home. So now I have that kind of concentration. Mm. And when I left, I really wanted to do more writing Mm -hmm. because I was editing there as well as writing. And so that was really necessary for me to not be in the office to do that. And also to be able to travel. Yes. So I can file a piece from an airport in Botswana.
0: Oh, dream. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't don't I have this desk job? (laughs) This is something we talk about a lot, the productivity that you get when you're not stuck at a desk and, you know, I'm completely with you. If I have something long to write, Mm. I I can't do it here. So whenever I I go back into an
1: office, it feels sometimes, if we're talking about ideas, that I'm from a different planet. You you don't take into account how much you guys work in advance and how Mm. much you know and how much you're funneled information all the time, all the time, which you just don't have as a Mm -hmm. working remotely.
3: Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I work from home on a Wednesday, which obviously isn't the same thing. But yeah, I do find I manage to get loads done. But I'm always very like happy and keen to come back in on the Thursday because it is, yeah, that difference between Mm -hmm. just being there on your own and kind of beavering away and then actually being in an office environment. Yeah, having normal conversations. So true. Things like that. So yeah, it's kind of the best of both for me at the moment.
2: That's true. I think it's kind of you always want what you what you don't have. Yeah, that's like so true. Yeah. we always say if there's a rare day that we work if I work from home I get I'm so productive and I really feel like I've like blitzed that to-do list but equally if I work from home every day I'd be kind of itching to you know yeah i this see the, be watching eyes this morning. the <laughs> stuff. but I think it's definitely it's obviously something that people are moving more towards mm-hmm. you well know,
1: I mean prosaically it's a lot harder to work for yourself and then organize all your tax yeah. True. yeah there's a lot of benefits to being a full-time and, employee and not having you know an organized your pension and yeah. all those kind of incredibly present really boring but yeah. utterly essential things like Especially getting true. paid
3: for sick days still and things holidays. like that all those yeah. and chasing yeah, those people Just, yeah, yeah it, that's the main jobs. thing i keep hearing from people recently who i know who are freelance are they almost having to spend a day of their five mm-hmm. where they work kind of yeah chasing payment and yeah. it's not it makes yeah it's not very nice thing yeah, to have to do secure
0: isn't it yeah you want the best of both worlds is to be able to just be a bit more flexible mm. isn't it within mm-hmm. working i read a thing this weekend that it was a quote from somebody i can't remember who saying that the 9 to 5 was like the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity and i thought, i think that's really true i think it's re- i don't you know there's it's not necessarily the way that it should be or has to be and just because historically that's you know it's all been about like the grind It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that that's the most productive way to work but I hear what you're saying and Mm. there's definitely some pros to being an employee as well, isn't there? Mm. My mum has always actually really, really encouraged me to to pursue a career as a writer because she was a lawyer and found it so difficult when she'd had children to go back to work and ended up kind of setting up her own practice. But, you know, still you get that real kind of difficult work-life balance issue and has always encouraged me to do a job that you could kind of go back to and dip in and out of um, at different stages in your life. So I definitely think that we're all lucky um, in that sense. But apparently there are loads of different jobs now you can do remotely, whether it's being a graphic designer, uh, to a web developer. I think the key is tech, really, isn't it? You have to do something that yeah. is
3: computer-based. You can still speak to people wherever you are, kind of. Yeah, but do, and do and, your job on yeah, a computer. Demonstrate what you've done. Exactly. Yes.
0: Okay, a little bit of me again. Sorry. <laughs> the Wedding Diaries is back. I've only got six months to go until my wedding. So uh, this month's instalment was about... The details. It turns out there's a lot of details that need to be taken in consideration. I was having nightmares um, at the beginning of last week, which made me realise that I really needed to tick some things off the to-do list. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot to tick off from things like what colour you want, the dance floor, to... What songs you want played? There's basically a lot of random shit that you really need to consider, which you probably would never have thought about before.
3: My favourite detail, mm. which I think makes total sense, but again would never enter my head, is having a band list of songs. So yeah. songs you really don't like. Yes, I would have never have thought to have done that. I was that. showing
0: Pascal my list of things that I really don't like, and she was like, "These are all really good songs, but like, no, <laughs> I've got like, there's only one song on the please play list." <laughs> Which is Toto Africa, that's it, that's the only one that everybody can agree on so far. So yeah, we're just going to have that on repeat at this rate. Charlotte, you were married. Yes. Did you find the process of planning a wedding stressful? Yes. I remember the
1: Friday before, we did it in Italy, we had a planner, got married in 2008, which is a long time ago, (laughs) 10 years ago this year, and I remember the Friday before the wedding, which was happening the following day, just turning around to my boyfriend at the time and saying... Do you know what I just really don't want to do this? <laughs> it's just people are asking me questions. Oh, the questions. The questions, the questions are so many it's as if people have never been able to conduct their own lives. It's like they've
0: never been on holiday before. The questions that you go ask when you're planning mm. the How do I waiting. get a taxi? Yes. Mm. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. oh are the flights available yet? I mean, I don't own do jets, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look online. Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, so that was hideous. And my very good friend said, Why don't you go and have a bath? Mm-hmm. And let's not talk about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. But um, it all came together in the end. Thankfully, yeah. yes. But the details are annoying. But having done it, I have to say that all those things that really niggled and you were stressed about really don't matter on the day, And you mm-hmm. kind of forget. Oh,
0: that thing didn't arrive. Oh,
2: I yeah,
1: I think that's
0: really true if you're the bride and groom. But I've been to weddings where like things are really glaringly obvious where you're like, either they were really good like oh that was a really nice detail and that actually kind of made the wedding like a reference the shop bar um in here they're friendly yeah like that. they just like stuck like this sign at the end of the bar that was like have a shot for blah blah and with a row of i mean they were like those grim toffee vodkas and all of that but it was you know whatever it yeah meant that it kind of it was a place for all the young people to kind of congregate or when things have not been great little details like there haven't been enough water or like you know small things like yeah. that that actually as a guest Huge. that they might yeah. not notice but as a guest you come away being like oh my god that actually made the night really shit yeah. so yeah. that's the pressure i think
3: yeah i went to a wedding where there was it was a three course. There just wasn't enough food oh, there was, a, like, oh, it was no. kind of sharing charcuterie to start with and like the person opposite me kind of hoovered the lot <laughs> and yeah the dessert was the cake which we had later but oh. it was all lovely stuff but everyone was smashed yeah, like, everyone yeah, was so food. drunk by the time the kind of 10pm fish and chips and stuff came yeah, out everyone because there was so much booze around that wedding and it, it was very fun everyone had a great time mm. but the next day like even the bride and groom were like kind of really nursing oh. hangovers and everyone was like yeah that was that was that's messy rough. and I think yeah if you just have had a bit more food even just a load of bread or yeah. something <laughs> it, like it would have helped because yeah by about five o'clock everyone was pretty steamy because also not everybody
0: wants to do that that's fine if you <clears throat> you
3: drink or that. But yeah. if you don't
0: drink or I don't know you're pregnant or something yeah. and you're a guest that's, Exactly. That's yeah. really it was
3: also a boiling hot day so oh, I think again there God. wasn't really any water so everyone was yeah. just like oh they've got a oh, nice detail a cider not- tent I said to the wedding planner like however much you think is enough
0: water double it's yeah. like it's <laughs> so shit when it's you're so thirsty the amount mm. of
2: hot church. I've set in in mm-hmm. the summer, and I mean, I usually remember to take a bottle of water because yeah. you never know like how long it's going to be till we yeah. able to have a drink. But yeah, so that is a good one yeah, to know. Water, I feel really passionately about that.
0: Every so often there are stories that we put in the calendar that may not sound that exciting when you read the title But actually they perform really well because there are little life hacks that our readers really come to us for So we had a a thing with a steamer, a very very popular steamer earlier in the year And now it's the cashmere care product that everybody needs It's simply a fuzz off lint remover by Maxim it costs £4.50 but it really does rejuvenate your cashmere cashmere <laughs> in your years at Vogue did mm. you learn any t- well cashmere or knitwear generally any mm. any top tips for looking after your clothes gosh I
1: did go through a stage of putting everything in the freezer wow what does that yes, do I to hurt. freeze any chances of if it, uh, yeah it's kind of a, something you do before you get moss as well okay preventative yeah that would be the word preventative <laughs> thank you yes, so I'm how long would for. you have to
0: leave them in the freezer for
1: I mean, I would just put them in there and forget about it. <laughs> you only have to do it for 24 hours, okay? Just in case they've got any of the eggs yeah, on there. Yeah, kills the eggs. It Kills the eggs. So I used to do that, and then a fair bit of invisible mending okay. of favourite pieces. But the little bastards, they know, do get they them. Do get I know. I know. We've had a lot of even if him, you've had it? even if you've had you know mothballs and bombs and all sorts of nonsense. We haven't got them at the moment, thank God. But we did in our old flat. We had moths the worst. And it was a pain. I used to take everything out and you have to air everything and make sure everything. And I used to turn over my wardrobe the whole time and hoover
0: into the back corners
1: of the shelves <laughs> and use cedar balls and uh, you know, there's endless. Yeah. My husband just says it's London.
0: Ash, what about you? Any tips?
2: If you have a jumper that has a hole in it or just needs a little bit of you know, pick me up. Mm. There's an amazing service called Cashmere Care Service. They're based up in Scotland and I think they are like a mail up there so they really know their stuff when it comes to knitwear. You send your piece off, they charge you £29 and they send it back as good as new. They wash it perfectly. They do all the combing of, whether it's knitwear, angora, whatever, and they repair any little holes or anything that's in it, whether it's a moth hole or you've torn something, and then they send it back to you beautifully packaged as if it's brand new. That's insane. Yeah. It's £30. Yeah. I also kind of think that there's not that much point in spending crazy amounts of money on knitwear because they do have a lifespan. Like Obviously, the more you spend, the better quality things mm-hmm. will be, but, you know chances are a moth's going to get to it or mm. it's just going to be wear and tear. So yeah, be, be realistic when it comes to your knitwear. I think
3: that's all really good advice. Hello, any tips? Um, not really. I don't think I've ever had a moth infestation. I don't mm. think. I don't know how you know if you've had one. You like not yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I just had had don't. Holes yeah, holes yeah I was going to say, I don't mm. think I have, thank God.
0: You've already had moths because you, you don't live in London. Be why. Maybe that's it. So that brightened air. Okay, let's
3: very quickly
0: chat some fashion before we chat a little bit more travel. Leather shirts—we did a roundup last week. Anyone tempted? A leather shirt. A leather shirt
1: for sure. Cool. I mean, yeah, I love a leather shirt. How would you wear a leather shirt? You could wear it with a silk skirt. You could wear it with jeans. You could wear it with black trousers. I think that's a really fundamental item for your wardrobe oh, I love actually. that I like hearing
2: that yeah. it's very fresh actually, I feel like you have one I have a, I've had a leather shirt yeah. for years it's actually from Zara but it's it was quite expensive for Zara mm-hmm. and this was like six seven years ago wow. it was like 160 pounds I remember getting it in the sale with some Christmas money I had Aww. and I still have it to this yeah. day and yeah it's a real it's just like, really useful isn't it yeah yeah I kind of sometimes wear it open more as a kind of shacket I'm definitely after that, I read that piece I'm gonna kind of bring it I feel it out. like I need a might need a new one. A little update.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've done an edit of some really great ones on the site, from Joseph Tamage to, to Uk There's not that many cheap ones around. That's the only
2: thing I'd say. They're mostly mm-hmm. real. Um, if, yeah, that's, that's good. That's the thing. Yeah. You do have to get a real leather one. Yeah. Whereas with, like, leather leggings and stuff, you some yeah. faux ones look okay. Yeah, you could
0: get away with, like, but... a pleather skinny, but yeah. not a pleather shirt. Yeah, because it wouldn't yeah. sit right. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be sweaty. Yeah, the smell. Smell. yeah. Mm.
3: yeah.
0: Really nice. <laughs> and quickly, headbands. They're back. There's a lot of pearl ones around. Embellish velvet. I mean, pretty much everything. There's a lot of Blair Waldorf style going on. (laughs) Heather,
3: I feel like you could rock a hairband. I I don't know. I'm scarred by them from school when you had to wear them. They just always. I think I've got a weird shaped head, but they always give me a massive headache. So I've just not gone near them but I like the idea
0: of one Hattie can really rock one Hattie, Hattie our content coordinator really rocks a hair back yeah, she's, she's got a
3: proper yeah. like Blair Waldorf look going yeah. on she has she? yeah <laughs> when, whenever she wears one I'm like oh that looks great but yeah, yeah I've never thought to do it myself but I just need one that doesn't pinch Yeah, I would wear a slightly larger one that looks almost like a headpiece yes so, yeah. I love yeah. these like thick yes thick like, velvet, velvet,
1: velvet ones, ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. are amazing and you could wear it to an event or something yes but day to day
0: yeah there nice. were a few of those <laughs> actually at um Eugenie's wedding. There were a few yes. younger, like girls, like her contemporaries, wearing yeah. big hairbands. Okay, let's end by chatting about a little bit more travel. Charlotte, I want to know where's on your hit list for next year. Where should mm. we all be looking to go in 2019? Well, it's on my hit list. I don't know whether everyone should go there. No, because on. it's pretty impossible to get there. Um, Bhutan. I knew you were going to yes. say. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was going to be your answer. That is, I want to go there so badly.
1: Yeah. So there's new six senses probably really opening, so amazing. amazing. So, so I'm going out there, and it's hard to get to. <clears> It's not particularly hard to get to. don't even know if there are direct flights, but I, you can certainly get there via Delhi. Yeah. Mm. It's somewhere that you have to
3: pay quite a substantial amount of money to be there. I don't know if it's hard to get to, but traditionally, until quite recently, yeah, you weren't really allowed in either, were you? They yeah, were they quite, really restrict mm. their tourism. Mm. They make you pay a lot of money yes. to be there day What by do you mean? Day? Like,
0: is mm. in you're paying a tax when you're there? Yeah, so
1: that they protect the purity yeah, and yeah, yeah. the pristineness of the countryside. Gosh. Which... It's great, yes, but it means that travelling there is incredibly prohibitively expensive
0: for yeah. most people. Yeah, anywhere else? Or anywhere closer to home? Well, you could just go to Nepal, I guess, next
1: door. But uh, yes. no, uh, anywhere <laughs> closer to home, my husband and I lived in Sweden, Sweden for six months, and I'd like to go back out there. Always uh, love travelling by train all up into kind of the wilds um, north of Sweden. Um, I'd like to go and visit the archipelago there
0: and is there anywhere that is you know has been on this year's hit list that maybe or or has been a hot destination in the past that maybe it's time to look to or maybe there's an alternative
1: yeah i mean i would say ibiza is on every list Hmm. but i'm going there yeah what do (laughs) i know what i would say about ibiza is for me it's all about going there out of season. so i have a friend who's got a house there and she has been going since she was a child mm-hmm. and she only goes in september october time yeah. she completely avoids august christmas time i've been there before new year is a really great time to go to ibiza because you can go to some of the beach restaurants are open on the beach obviously yeah. <laughs> um, lots of the restaurants are open there's a kind of cool crowd there when i was there a few years ago isabel morant was there and i don't know some designers go there oh out of season yeah yeah it's interesting New not
0: dissimilar actually like not in terms of crowd but mm. um, but weather wise I've had Christmas days on the beach in New Yorker in the past mm. it's not it's not guaranteed yeah. but yeah. yeah you can you can get lucky there
1: can't you yeah take a boat out yeah. go to Formantera. all those things that you like to do in summer but with, out without the crowds, the crowds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah good tip
1: that's
3: what's mm. off putting so yeah, yeah.
0: and if you're looking for any kind of bargains in the new year or whether it's looking forward to next summer mm. where's kind of good to go on a budget
1: budget travel it's not really Europe anymore. No. I mean, Eastern Europe, you mm. can still get bargains. Lots of people talk about Georgia at the moment. Yeah, I really want I to, go to go to Georgia. See how to busy. Busy. Yeah, busy. yeah, Georgia is a kind of hot spot. Transylvania. Interesting. Yeah. Walking around Transylvania, there's some amazing hiking routes. And then, I mean, just go to Asia, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go, to Asia. go to Asia. Just go to <laughs> Thailand. I think we've got
0: about four months left of winter, haven't we? Mm. So anywhere we should really be looking at for a bit of winter sun. Oh, winter sun, I thought you we were going to say snow. Oh, um, well, right, well, we do know. <laughs> snow would be the obvious question. So <laughs> um, let's do
1: sun and then snow. <laughs> Sun, I mean, you've just got to head towards the equator, haven't you? Mm-hmm. South, my mum lives in Sydney. That's always oh, a good But mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not that I'm offering everyone to go stay with her. but sure <laughs> everyone, <laughs> Sydney, Southeast Asia, Indonesia is very interesting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Philippines, really interesting oh, really, hotels yeah. opening up. South Africa, Cape Town. Mm-hmm. We lived there for five months. Lovely. That's a beautiful place to be in in winter. Really interesting things happening. Great jump off point for the rest of Africa mm. or Southern Africa. Namibia, I've just come back from. A lot of sun there. Yeah. <laughs> what was Namibia like? Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. So I went there once with my husband. We camped. Uh, we had a Toyota Hilux and used a little pop up tent on the roof <laughs> and went to these incredible campsites. So that was really rough and ready. Amazing. Doing like bries, barbecues, and the jackals coming in and stealing sausages oh, yeah. off the amazing brai. But this time it was new lodges and kind of incredible shipwreck um, coast spots. Winter sun, I mean,
3: I just I love
1: a bit of Seychelles. Oh, I want to do the Seychelles, yeah. Snow, so I've just written a piece about skiing. You have for, for us, cheerless. yes, yes, for, to run in a few weeks' time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so in that, I mentioned Verbier. Mm-hmm. Which is a kind of winter snow hotspot, mm-hmm. um, in the kind of same vein as, as Ibiza and Mykonos really are mm-hmm. in the summer, it has that sort of mythic quality, expensive but mm-hmm. amazing, and not as flashy as your Courchevals, your Summerits. It's not about wearing your Chanel head to toe look, okay. or look. <laughs> In Verbia, it's really about who is the king of the mountain is really the best skier.
0: Okay, that's it's a good thing. N- because, yeah, it's yeah. not the
1: richest. It's and and Verbier because it has such extraordinary off piste and I think it's like four hundred kilometers of piste means that you have to be a good skier to be there. Okay. It's not about posing.
0: And if you want, sorry, I feel like this is putting you on the spot. But if you no. wanted to not spend a fortune and go skiing, yes.
1: Okay, so Anywhere? so in that piece, I also <laughs> say uh, this little French alpine village called Le Chureau, where where my my husband's family have a place so we've been going there for years and that's very it's not cheap but it's much cheaper than your kind of big story mm-hmm. resorts and a bit more feasible okay kind of a gem in its typicality not not really special that's for so anything beautiful. perfectly lovely but perfectly ordinary alpine food
0: tree mm, nice yeah. so nice. out,
1: but not too expensive the milk hotel is the milk milk cookies. okay so that sounds ski lovely
0: yeah out yeah uh, i think we'll leave it there thank you so much charlotte for joining thank us you. i feel god ready to book like 50 more holidays we now before everybody else does <laughs> um if you enjoyed that please do rate review subscribe and tell your friends and we'll see you next time